fight for freedom wherever there's trouble. G.I. Joe is there. G.I. Joe American hero. G.I. Joe is there. This is Cobra Commander with an ultimatum for the United States. Cobra now possesses a weapon that makes us invincible. We call our device DT Pod, a real American podcast. Observe this little demonstration. Hello, hey everybody, what's up and welcome to the second edition of the podcast, DT Pod, a real American podcast, hosted by myself. Hi, my name's Bob. I forgot my name already. I think my codename was Stretch, and I'm joined by the soon-to-be father, Dennis Black and Asian. Hi, Dennis. Hello. And I'm also joined by, we haven't come up with a good name for you yet, Dennis, so we got to come up with one. And we also have uh, Anton, whose codename is Wheels, which is really good. I like that a lot, actually. Hello, Anton. What's up, guys? And I talked to Dennis beforehand, and he watched the entire episode today, so a round of applause for Dennis. Did you guys a favor? Oh. <laughs> Congrat- <laughs> congratulations, Dennis. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. It was riveting. It was good. This was a pretty good episode. <laughs> So this the name of this episode is uh, A Slave to the Cobra Master. Already I can identify with this episode. <laughs> you're the slave to the co- So your wife is a member of Cobra? Yes. See, <laughs> see I just... Sometimes I believe it. I just thought this episode, the title of it for me was just... For me, it, it more rang like a slave to penis. <laughs> That's all that I kept thinking from it. The Cobra Penis Master. Mm, that's what I call my penis, the Cobra Master. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Anton said he took really good notes, and Dennis, you always take really good notes, so I guess... Wait, we'll like... Anton, take it. <laughs> All right, Anton, it's it's your show, my friend. Go ahead. Oh, shit. Okay, Um. so uh, the episode basically starts where uh, where last episode ended, in the, uh, in the arena of sport. The arena of sport! <laughs> Where uh, where Cobra Commander uh, is in control of his uh, Conan wannabe uh, dude with the the headband and the, controls he's, them. He's got really nice hair. They must spend a lot of time before the arena of sport washing and conditioning their super sweet. There's hair. a lot of prep time. Yeah, there's hair and makeup that they have to go through first. <laughs> I mean, this is going to be broadcast around the world. So yeah. Everybody's got to look good. The cool part about it is, though, now we know where the arena of sport actually is in the Cobra layer. It's at the top of the highest point in the eyeball of the the statue Cobra, which I was thinking has got to be just a pain in the ass logistically to get all those people up there because, you know, there's elevators or stairs and there's not going to they're not going to have like hundreds of elevators going up. There's (laughs) there's there's got to be like three elevators with all these Cobra guys and 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 who wants to take the stairs all the way up. So that thing is where's the parking anyways, you know, all these Cobra guys (laughs) got to drive there, you know, commute from home or, you know. They have quarters there in the Cobra Temple. I'm thinking. I'm, I'm thinking it's much like the Death Star because I mean, like everybody's got a Sherpa that they bring to Cobra Cobra headquarters. You know, they all live there. They live there. Yeah. So there's like a uh, a um, share a ride parking lot somewhere. They all park. <laughs> yeah, I believe, <laughs> Cobra cars are parked there. I believe it's called the the Cobra. <laughs> you got to take the Cobra to work. Yeah. Ah, the Cobra's late today. <laughs> it's a, it's a bus with a snake head. Because <laughs> Cobra, Cobra, for those of you that don't know, are really big into mass transit. That, that's just their thing, man. They like mass transit. Yeah. That's how that's how the whole GI Joe Cobra thing started. Because Cobra was more into mass transit, where GI Joe was more individualistic and like was okay with people driving cars. And they yeah. just that's that was the initial split for them. That was you it. will notice, like uh, throughout the series, whenever GI Joe goes somewhere, they always just take their own vehicles. It's really <laughs> not very fuel efficient. <laughs> but Cobra, they had that big ass snake plane, like with the big red snake face on it, mm-hmm. that can carry tons of people and equipment. <laughs> That's how they do it. It's like the Spruce Goose from The Simpsons or whatever. Exactly. <laughs> so Cobra Commander is Monty Burns. Yeah, <laughs> I'd buy it. I would totally be into that. So so yeah so now we know where the actual arena of sport is. I don't think they've sold the naming rights yet, but there's a couple places like the, the you know what would be a good one for the arena of sport would be like the uh, the Petgo 
or <laughs> or PetSmart, the PetSmart Cobra Arena of Sport, <laughs> <laughs> or Comcast. That yes, be... Comcast. Uh, yeah. Don't say too much bad stuff about them. I don't want to turn it off our internet halfway through. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Time Warner then. So okay. uh, yeah, that makes sense. I believe it's the same parent. I believe Comcast is Time Warner's parent company. What about they all belong to Cobra? So Destro and Cobra uh, are fighting the giant barbarian versus Duke via um, old Atari uh, joysticks, <laughs> and uh, and they're button mashing back and forth. Yeah, this game is uh, clear. There, there's no skill involved in this game. It's clearly a button masher. Yeah, and uh, and and Destro tells Cobra Commander that he bets him. A hundred thousand pieces of gold. Which is interesting because Cobra is on the gold standard here, which I thought was rather cool. So <laughs> it's like, that's really neat. I just kind of wondered if there are piles of gold or a hundred thousand pieces of gold. It wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't is there like a standard bars. piece that Cobra uses for currency? Like, if you oh, say a piece of gold, gold, they know a, a exact size that that is. It's probably got a Cobra logo stamped into it. <laughs> See, the, the way I'm thinking is it's much like the old days when um, a, a person worked for a company. They didn't get paid money. They got paid in, like, you know, like uh, Walmart dollars so they could go to the, the Walmart <laughs> store to buy all their stuff. I think Cobra is much the same. They all live in the building. Like, they, yeah. all, get pay, they all get paid in Cobra bucks, and, like, they all so buy it. They put it on their commissary, basically. Yeah, yeah, and they all just basically get everything they need from Cobra. I mean, that's the only because, I mean, like, they can't go out for, like, grocery runs and stuff like that. So, like, Cobra brings everything in and then keeps it and sells it. I mean, that's that the seems way, to make a lot of sense. That's the way I think it works, man. I think it's I'm really liking this Cobra. <laughs> I might sign up. <laughs> We'd love to have you, Dennis Black and Asian. <laughs> Dennis. <laughs> awesome. So, uh, so Destro decides that he's going to uh, he's going to one up Cobra uh, Commander by turning off his uh, magic tiara of power. And let Duke just fight for himself versus... That's basically like when you're winning in Mario Kart so far ahead that you just stop, <laughs> pull over to the side of the road, <laughs> and you start taunting everybody else. <laughs> this isn't even fun anymore, Cobra yeah. Commander. <laughs> so Destro's just like, fuck it. And he, tur he turns his controller off, and Duke is like, oh, I've regained my faculties. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to fight Conan now. And uh, that's, that's what ends up happening. Yeah, Duke uh, puts a beating on Conan pretty well, man. He, he lays some fucking stick about. He, he does. Let's not call him Conan, though, because that kind of ruins the... Let's call him, like, Bronan. Or... Okay. Cobra-man. <laughs> 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 it's Cobra-man. So, uh, so then it cuts to uh, a crazy uh, scientist guy. Uh, the the mass device guy. Yes. He's talking about all of a sudden they're going to build a new mass device. And, uh, and they need uh, three elements, uh, these special elements, uh, in order to build another mass device for G.I. Joe. And um, he explains to G.I. Joe that the first of the elements is near something called the Sea of Ice. Yes. Yeah. In Antarctica. <laughs> yes, the Sea of Ice. I also liked it, too, because what's the black dude's name, Dennis? I'm asking you because you guys stick together. Stalker, man. Stalker. Stalker was like, hey, Cracker, how long is it going to take you to build one of these fucking machines? <laughs> he really is super black. <laughs> he is. He's really, really black. The more he talks, the more I think you're right. He is Samuel L. Jackson from uh, Sticking Up the McDowells. <laughs> <laughs> Look here, Cracker. How long is it going to take you to build one of these fancy machines? <laughs> Where the white women at? <laughs> oh, there's Scarlet. <laughs> yeah, what's up, Scarlet? Yo, when you gonna let me holler at you, man? Duke ain't around no more. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't even wait like five minutes for Duke to be gone. <laughs> <laughs> Moving in right away. Yo, man, I heard I heard Duke was cheating on you in a house with some slave girl in the Cobra Center, man. Come on, people. Right. Come on, come on, girl. He's playing the wall, just grabbing at her. Come on, girl. Come over here. Come over here, Scarlet. <laughs> she walks by. He just grabs her elbow. Hey, yeah. hey, come here, Scarlet. Let me holler at you for a minute. <laughs> let me let me holler at you. 
Oh man. <laughs> Yo, you like my mustache? <laughs> so we uh we you know, they tell him about this element in the sea of ice, uh, up in Antarctica. And then uh and then conveniently it jumps back to uh Duke still fighting on this uh Cobra Barbarian guy in the uh in the arena of sport. And uh all of a sudden this Cobra trooper shows up and he's got a piece of paper, um, and he hands the piece of paper to Cobra Commander, and uh, and Cobra Commander gets really upset and uh, balls up the piece of paper with a message on it, and he's like, uh, "Oh, the GI Joe have discovered uh, this, the the elements, the first of the elements to build a new mass device, so we need to go and stop them," uh, and, and that's what they proceed to do. And it was at this point that my brain kind of started to fry. <laughs> Because I couldn't figure out if we had headbands that could control people and talking snake robots, why we were still using pieces of paper <laughs> like telegrams <laughs> to, to, to deliver messages to each other. Destro, we... the toner is out. Use <laughs> the toner. <laughs> it just made no sense to me. I'll give you. Did that you try guy. shaking it, Cobra Commander? <laughs> Shake you, steelhead! <laughs> yeah, because I never, I didn't even think about that. Like, uh, that's so interesting, Anton, that you brought up the paper thing. I ne- never crossed my mind. I was like, oh, they just got like Cobra stationary with fr- from the mind of Cobra Commander. Do <laughs> <laughs> you think those guys like have to uh, draw lots to see who delivers the bad news to Cobra Commander? Yeah. Well, Co- wasn't Cobra Commander mad because like nobody gave in to his demands or whatever? So he was just, yeah. kind of, and then he was done with the thing, and then then he, then uh, I guess Destro opened up the note and was like, "No, there's more here, dude. We got to read more of this yeah. note." I mean, that's a pretty baller move by the world leaders, though. They stole the Eiffel Tower, and you're like, <laughs> "Nah, we're not gonna pay you." Hey, whatever. It's, <laughs> hey, look, we didn't care when the Germans took it over. Why do we care now? You're just Cobra. <laughs> Get the hell out of here with that. It's just more room for German troops to march later on. <laughs> yeah, totally, dude. I mean, get, get out of here. Nobody likes them anyway. You should pick a more popular monument. Nobody likes the French. Yeah. So, uh, so then uh, we've got uh, Duke and the he's beating the barbarian guy down, um, and uh, this 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 lady shows up and like she's got this little sundress on and a headband. She's like a little slave lady. She's like a slave hippie. She's like a slave hippie lady because she's very fashionable, like the sundress and the and the headband. It's very fashionable. Well, she, she's even got like the makeup, the cat's eye makeup going yeah. on. <laughs> <laughs> and she's, I mean, she's done up like to the nines, as it were. She must have bought. Yeah, I wonder where her slave duties are. <laughs> she bought it from the Cobra store, man. That's all. <laughs> she used her C card. It works. <laughs> <laughs> what C card? <laughs> She, uh, and she Do you have two forms of identification to use your C card? <laughs> <laughs> A photo ID is necessary for purchase. Oh man! So she slips Duke this uh, this golden Jolly Rancher thing, and she tells him uh, <laughs> the rapper. <laughs> she's like, if you slip this between your uh, your headband and your head. It'll uh, it'll allow you to um, get out from underneath control of these magical headbands, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden this uh, this shirtless hooded dude with spikes on his belt, and uh, and this cobra trooper show up and they manhandle this girl. I think her name was like Selena. Yes, that was her name, Selena. Good call, Anton. Good recall. And they uh, they they grab her and they're like, no, no, you must take the magic pimp chalice that she had brought to Duke, and we have to leave. And they all they but they're like wait she she must have handed Duke something we must search her yeah so they pat Duke down and they can't find anything but it was really very cursory like they patted Duke down for like two seconds like ah oh, you don't have anything <laughs> it, was, it was like we're good all right let's pat her down see what's going on over here exactly and now they, uh, now uh, um, was there a toy of the hooded guy like because I know everything has a toy I wonder if the hooded guy had a toy you know I don't think they could make it because of the spikes on his belt <laughs> it was too dangerous <laughs> it was a different time yeah <laughs> so they uh, they they take the hooded guy and Cobra Trooper uh, take off Selena off somewhere with the pimp chalice and uh, and leave Duke 
uh, pocketing this golden Jolly Rancher thing. And yeah, then all was, of a sudden, what? I said, yeah, it was like in his sleeve, like in a fold of his jacket. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he put it in like his shirt cuff. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, it's uh, it cuts to the sea of ice, and we have uh, we have all these snowmobiles jumping over. Uh, like little banks of snow and they're having them out. way too much fun on these snow plows. <laughs> and the GI Joes are just having a great time. It's like a uh, Palin family vacation or something. <laughs> snow plows and gunfights. And uh, so, uh, so the snowmobiles they they slow down and no, stop. I just can't stop thinking about Scarlet being Sarah Palin now. <laughs> oh, for sure. Oh, I can see my house from here, eh? <laughs> I can see Cobra from my house. <laughs> and she can literally see the Cobra Temple from her house because it's so high in the sky. It's not hitting at all. <laughs> That's awesome. So, uh, so Scarlet and uh, a new guy uh, by the name of Snowjob. Yes. Uh, Who has like a weird, like, like a Boston accent. Yeah. He does. He does. Yeah, he's like he's like the the leftover Kennedy or whatever. <laughs> the leftover Kennedy. I don't know, man. <laughs> the one who wasn't tragically killed or died in an accident. Oh, I was one of the ones that survived the service. <laughs> My name is Er uh, Snowjob. <laughs> Snowjob Quimby. <laughs> it's like Game of Thrones. He pledged his life to the wall, and the wall yeah. just happens to be in GI Joe. Yes. Yeah. Makes total uh, sense. Do you guys uh, notice that uh, when it's cold, everyone in G.I. Joe dresses like Snowjob, but when <laughs> it's hot, Snowjob is still wearing his parka? I <laughs> uh, don't like warm weather. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and I also liked how they all just look like Hoth rejects. Like that's, yeah. all, like, that's all I kept thinking was like, they're on Hoth, <laughs> and here they are. Where's the Tauntauns and all the other <laughs> cool stuff? This is rad. A Wampa. Any second. Yeah. Yes. Uh, would you Would you like to find out why they call me Snowjob? <laughs> oh. Or uh, Echo Base. This is Snowjob. Or uh, <laughs> I found them. So, uh, it's just Snowjob and Scarlet buffed off his, uh... Every time you say his name, I laugh. <laughs> They bust out this uh, this uh, this equipment to to detect these magical crystals that are needed. Oh, you're right. Have and, my uh, magic spells for crystals. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, uh, looks like we've gotten here before Cobra. But little do they know that uh, crazy ass Major Blood is uh, up on a hill watching them through the scope of his uh, space rifle. And it's, yeah, it's, yeah that's, I thought that was interesting, too. I, you know what? The more I see this Major Blood, the more I like him. I like Major Blood. <laughs> he is a good character. He is a really, he's really cool. He's got a lot going on with, like, he's way over-designed because he's got the helmet and the eye patch and the mustache. It's a lot. Like, they could have definitely broken that up into, like, different dudes. But I like Everything the Everything that he wears is all for show. There's no utility to it whatsoever. <laughs> it's just awesome. <laughs> Well, John, I didn't notice until this episode, but his wristbands are like giant rectangles. He's got, uh, it's like his hands, and then his hands pop out of the end of like these cinder blocks almost that are, that are his wrist cuffs. That's and interesting. I don't know if they serve any purpose, but everybody else in Cobra has like those metal, you know, rounded, smooth gauntlets, and the Major Blood has like these bricks on his wrist. I, I think I don't know what the hell they're for. I think a, a lot of what Major Blood does is strictly for show. Like he's like a rapper. Like he's trying to look <laughs> the part. He's like, all right, well, I need the hat with the straight brim and the sticker on it, and I need the camo baseball jersey, and I need the chain, and I need like the gloves. You know, I need to wear like receiving gloves like they used to wear back in the day. Like he's just all decked out. Like he's just accessorized. Like that's his thing. Basically, he's like a nineteen uh, nineties Marvel comic book character. Yeah, because like, they all had these superfluous pockets all over there. <laughs> like Rob Liefeld. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he's the '80s version of that. Yeah, he's the four. He's the forerunner of that. But so again, it, like if you, if you break him down and you take all these things away, he's still a cool-looking character. But it's just like it's overkill. 
Yeah, I'd like to see Major Blood on vacation when he's just <laughs> got like you know he's wearing a Hawaiian shirt and his eye patch is still there, obviously. He looks that's just for show. I bet he wear looks exactly the same. Like it's all the same. You know, it's just it's his outfit that he has on now with the Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> the helmet and the eye patch and the mustache and but he's got like flip he's got flip flops on. That would be the alternate version of the action figure. I would definitely do. <laughs> like I would need to get that figure. Like Chris, like vacation blood. <laughs> so uh, so all of a sudden this like cool jazzy upbeat music starts and we um, you know we get this little uh scene of the snowmobiles uh, almost as if they flip the animation panel and the snowmobiles are going over the same bank of snow just in the opposite direction and uh, and all the G.I. Joe's show up at this cave and the minute they show up at this cave which is covered in ice Scarlet takes off her jacket and throws it on the ground well she's gotta let those titties breathe Jack I mean <laughs> She's like clearly it's 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 not as cold in the cave as it was ten seconds ago, but I'm gonna take my jacket off and just toss it on the ground. Who wants to see my hot tits? Uh, it's, so, it's so cold in here, but my hot tits warm everything up. Uh. <laughs> so randomly they go into the mouth of this cave and you see these uh these like robot things. These robots like come out of the wall and they flip around and they have like little blinking blue T-shaped, Tetra-shaped eye things. And they flip back into the wall and the G.I. Does walk in and then all of a sudden Snake Eyes senses something. He's like, oh, something's wrong. And instead of just going, hey, Snake Eyes, what the hell's going on? Show us some hand signals. They brought an interpreter, I'm assuming. Because <laughs> this dude named Tripwire pops up from the back and he's like, I'll run a, a scan to see what's going on. But Snake Eyes clearly knows what the hell is going on and could, like, write in the snow. So I'm, I'm, I'm assuming Tripwire is seriously just their interpreter. You know what it is? Is um, They're like a D&D party. And <laughs> Tripwire is like a, uh, a rogue or a thief or whatever. And he has skills in detecting traps. So that's what he's rolling for right now. <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. I'm, I'm down with that. That, that. You know what? Out of every explanation I've ever heard, that's a good one. Yeah. And I think essentially you can break life down into a D&D party. Like you hang out with people that have skills that you don't have right. so you can survive. That makes sense. Yeah, doesn't it? No, that, does, that makes total sense. I just came up with that. that that's, that's like uh, theology for life there, man. Yeah. Hey, thank you. <laughs> and uh, right as lasers drop down from the roof of the, uh, of the cave, the ice cave, um, and 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 Tripwire is is searching out the area. We cut back to Cobra Commander, who's threatening Russia. So, but isn't well, wait the whole? A second. Hold on he... a second. Back in the cave, how much earlier did Cobra get there than GI Joe? They get <laughs> up these robots and mount these lasers on the ceiling. Oh, there's tons of shit in this kit. There's like yes. a track with a with with like a cart on it. Yes. that is all Cobra branded. They put this into this cave and branded everything. Uh, Do they just have like a truck trailer or something that they back in there and open it up and it looks like a cave? I, th I think it, I think it's much like it's it's much like that scene in Indiana Jones where he hops into the back of that store. It's really a Nazi truck and it drives away. It's very similar <laughs> because I mean, without giving away spoilers, later on in the episode they planted a bomb, a radioactive like trip wire or failsafe they call it because they said the word failsafe like ten times. Yeah, so right. they they planted the failsafe that went off and then that happens and then there's also like. Yeah, we'll get into that later. But yeah, Cobra was clearly here beforehand. Like they were like, well, for like weeks, time. like weeks and weeks of building whatever the hell is going on here. I am going to guess that this cave, quote unquote, I'm doing air quotes, is actually part of the Cobra base. That's how I see. I thought that as well. That's how I mean. That's how tricked out this cave is. I mean, because like, well, I mean, I suppose they had been there before to get the you know the materials the first time to use the mass device. So maybe they just figured, hey, we might as well put some security here. <laughs> In case we have to come back. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. 
But or I mean, if somebody else comes looking for it. But the, but the best part is, too, you mentioned Tripwire. Tripwire couldn't find, I mean, his ass from a hole in the ground because, I mean, he's there specifically to find all these things, and he misses the guns, and he misses the robots. And he finds them the same time as everybody else when they start shooting at him. Yeah, he's like, what is going on here? I thought I, I, I thought I've got my, you know, beach-quality metal detector. I thought I was trying to find some, <laughs> some old lady's diamond ring that she dropped. I didn't know there was going to be Cobra here. You guys didn't tell. I didn't sign up for this. Like, come on, GI Joe, recruit people from somewhere besides Home Depot. <laughs> uh, he does actually even have like the protective uh, helmet that you would have at like a uh, you'd find at your normal sporting store. Yeah, like he's just some dude. Like he like he won a contest. Like he bring a bring a friend to work day or something. Yeah. Hey, do you want to run the GI Joe metal detector? Now's your chance. <laughs> Fourteen box tops, and you can. You too can join GI Joe. Yeah, he's he's a total he's a total dipshit. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, so it cuts back to Cobra Commander, who's like, uh, "World leaders, how dare you uh, not not take my threats seriously? Um, I'm gonna go ahead and you know threaten Russia." So he threatens Russia, who has all these standing troops in this big like parade show with missiles and tanks and all this crap laying everywhere. Yeah, and. Uh, and the Baroness is, is somehow not even in costume or in disguise. She's just standing behind these Russian leaders. And she opens her purse and pulls out this giant Cobra CD blinking device. <laughs> it's like a co- fuck, fucking anybody can see this thing. I mean, like, you can see it from across a crowded room. It's, it's clearly some sort of Cobra device. And, uh, and she's like, oh, okay. And she pushes a button, and Destro uses the mask device to just teleport... All these Russian highly trained troops, and all these tanks, and all these missiles, and all this shit, just teleport it into the Cobra Bay. But it doesn't make any sense, because they just took all of these things that are going to attack Cobra and sent them right to the base. So now it's like, all they gotta do is just start shooting, and I mean, because, like, the Russian army, there was literally, like, hundreds of these dudes, and there's, like, maybe ten Cobra guys outside with guns, like, alright, give up. Yeah, it's like the entire Russian army. You took the entire (laughs) Russian army and brought them to your base. And they have all their weapons and everything. And what do they do? They surrender right away. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they, they, they just give up. No wonder they lost the Cold War. <laughs> it's like they have, like, like big missiles. Just start whipping Cobra's ass. Like, right there. This is all over. Yeah. And Cobra's like, well, now I've got your troops. And then he hisses. And, and everything cuts back to the cave again the cool part though about it was like because everybody was watching this on tv was the one guy if you look he was watching a flat screen television like he had this giant flat screen tv go back and watch the episode (laughs) i thought i thought that was cool wow yeah he had flat screen that's pretty neat right i think before they go back to the cave though don't they talk about uh, they're getting short on these catalysts and because i thought it was funny because yeah that's right you're right yeah yeah, yeah. we can't keep using this mass device willy-nilly and Cobra Commander's like, no, no, no. First, we need to get back to the arena of sport. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 it's fine. I want to go play my video game. Yeah. <laughs> it's on pause. You can't leave it on pause too long. <laughs> It'll burn the screen. Come on, let's go play. <laughs> <laughs> so back back at the Magic Ice Cave... Um, the robot defenders, as they start saying over and over and over again, are like these, uh, they're like old school spacesuits with, uh, with like T-shaped, almost like Boba Fett helmets. Yeah. And, they actually uh, look cool until they start moving. They're yeah! Cool. They awesome. piece of shit. <laughs> until they start walking around. <laughs> I believe, I believe one of them had like a, like an anvil on his hand, like he was just <laughs> swinging an anvil. <laughs> It it's was, like you have you have robot technology at at the tip of your fingers, and the best weapon you can come up with with this thing is a fucking anvil. He's swinging that was a, a, a brief lived venture between Cobra and Acme. <laughs> <laughs> it's like one of them one of them has a rocket on its arm, and the other one has an anvil. It's like what the hell? Who designed well, these not, things? They're not clearly not built very well because uh, for robot defenders. The snow job pops off like one shot, and it blows the first one. Just blows it up. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and then at one point, uh, does it mainframe or what's his name? Tripwire just spin it around in circle like it's a little kid trying to hit a pinata. Yeah, they're like, uh, if we move quick enough, we can confuse their. Uh, they have to reprogram. 
Uh, and we can confuse them. So they just start spinning the robots, and they make the robots fight each other. Yeah, which was kind of cool. And then I believe like, it, at one point, Snowjob went over and was like, hey, look, I'm going to take off my thumb. Oh, what are you going to do? Oh. That's not compute. That's not compute. <laughs> <laughs> at one point, they melt one of them with a flamethrower, which, which is cool. Seems- when, um, in d- when in doubt. I mean, a flamethrower is a visually cool weapon, so why not just break it out for no reason? But then out of nowhere, Scarlet's like, uh, they're trying to, to box us in, uh, and, and the radiation from the crystals is going to jack us all up, uh, so we need to, to make this quick. But then my brain went, okay, wait a minute, you're a trained military group of operatives who've gone into a radiated environment. Why aren't you wearing, like, I don't know... Radiation suit. Uh, like well, they knew and, these crystals were radioactive, right? Right. They knew that going in there. Radiation gear. Well, Anton, much like the Fantastic Four, their costumes are made of uh, super secret radio repellent. The, uh, unstable molecules. <laughs> exactly. It, it's it's uh, it's protective fiber. Her leotard is made of <laughs> protective fiber. That's why when she came into the cave, she took off her jacket because the jacket is not made of that radioactive repellent fiber but her leotard is oh i see i guess i don't know <laughs> <laughs> well that uh, that that description is as good as any i guess <laughs> yeah right why not <laughs> um so snake eyes somehow manages to jump between two of the robots and now they don't seem to need to reprogram themselves because he can distract them both mm-hmm. um and then they start spinning them around, and all of a sudden they're back to arena. This was, as G.I. Joe fight scenes go, the ones with the robots was pretty shitty. I'm going to give it like a two and a half. Like It was just poorly done. Yeah. Well, I agree. It's like I they agree. probably had a different script they gave to the animators, and the animators like, come on, man, I don't want to draw this shit. Look, <laughs> so I'm going to just put that down. I'm going to draw half of its back being a rock, and the other half of it's going to be a <laughs> robot, and then that's what you're going to get rock bots. So I don't know what you want from me, dude, but that's what we're doing. <laughs> With an anvil for a hand. <laughs> With an anvil for a hand. If you don't like it, Elmer Fudd made it, so shut up. That's what, that's what we're Wiley Coyote designed this thing and shut your face. Cobra season. G.I. Joe season. <laughs> anvil hand. And it wasn't even a necessarily big anvil. It's the best. Yeah. It was a little anvil. Like the only way that that robot is effective is if he can climb to like the third story or higher. <laughs> And then drop it on you. <laughs> but he couldn't even drop it because it was like welded to his arm by a yeah. pole. So he so. would just have to commit robot suicide. <laughs> Robicide. So, uh, so we cut back to the arena of sport. And, uh, and Destro is bitching that, uh, that the Cobra Commander needs to go back to work and stop playing with his video game. He's treating him like a teenager. It's awesome. <laughs> and Cobra Commander says, I'm enjoying the sport. Um, and he screams at, at Destro, and Destro's like, uh, I didn't build this organization for you to treat it like a game. And Cobra Commander's like, well, it's my money, and, uh, and we're going to do whatever the hell I want. <laughs> so uh, mean, while they're bitching at each other, Duke uh, slips the gold Jolly Rancher between his, uh, his head and the, uh, the laser brain power headband thing. And it... He concentrates really hard and creates like a beam of energy that it's, fries. It's, it's like a reverse. Head. It's like a reverse field. It was pretty crazy. Yeah. By the way, that uh, that gold strip to like defeat technology. That's from Doctor Who. Like that's Is how they really? beat the Cybermen. Yeah. Ah. Oh. Now what came first, the Who or the GI Joe? Oh, it's Doctor Who. This is like in the seventies. Oh, okay. They, All right. That whole thing. Came okay. about. Well, there you go. So the, maybe. There you go for you. So what I'll do is I'll tag this podcast, Doctor Who, and shit tons of people will download it because you mentioned it. Yeah, once. Exactly. So we're in. <laughs> <laughs> if we can, if we can just get one Doctor Who mentioned per episode, people will download this thing like hotcakes, and we'll be sitting on a pile of money. Done. Peter Capaldi. <laughs> Sonic screwdriver. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so Duke manages to get away and all of this craziness, um, and he, this giant snake robot pops out of the ground and asks him for <laughs> his name. Your identifications! 
Like all of them have Cobra Commander's fucking speech impediment. It's unbelievable. <laughs> and Duke just kind of is like, fuck it, and grabs it and uses it like a pole. <laughs> <laughs> and like flips up over a wall with it as all the, the Cobra troops are shooting at him but can't seem to hit him. They all went to like the Stormtrooper school of shooting. Like it's awesome. Exactly. He couldn't hit the broadside of a barn. And, uh, and and Duke like throws himself down the snake statue's throat, which is kind of a ballsy move if you think about it because he doesn't know where the hell that goes. Yeah. Um, but he just jumped into this giant snake mouth and... Uh, and he ends up in this room where a Cobra Trooper has a bead on him with a rifle. And then all of a sudden the Cobra Trooper gets hit over the back of the head by Celine. Yes. Uh, she, she just clubs this dude to death. She might as well have hit him with a frying pan. And she's like, I bought this from the Cobra store and I hit him in the head with this frying pan so now you're free. <laughs> the frying pan is shaped like a Cobra head. <laughs> <laughs> It's for hot cakes. <laughs> so uh, she she tells Duke that there are hang magical cobra hang gliders, and um and and where you know she takes him to these gliders, and uh all of a sudden you know Duke flies out of the cobra base. Which oh, he gives her a promise ring. Yes. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Duke. I'll I'll come back and Duke that butt. <laughs> <laughs> And then, uh, and then they, she, he flies out in a hang glider. I will, somehow... I will say the hang glider is badass though. Like the Cobra has the best technology. Like the, I'm not lying to you, Anton. As I'm watching this, I think this came out like in '83 or '84. The like seven year old Bob is going, "That's the coolest thing I've ever seen." Yeah. <laughs> hang glider, awesome! <laughs> it's unbelievable. <laughs> See, 30-year-old Anton's going, where the hell are they? Because there's not enough air current to lift this thing up and move it and let it fly around. Um, but 7-year-old Anton would probably have loved the shit out of it. I'm saying 37-year-old Bob was like, hang gliders are awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but again, it's, you know what it, but you know what it is, though? It goes back to the original split because here's Cobra using weapons that are powered by wind. And G.I. Joe is like, no way, dude. We need our planes to run on, like, baby's tears and, like, <laughs> fucking baby seal fat. That's how we do because we're G.I. Joe. And they're like, no, no, no. That's we right. While they're in the Antarctic or the Arctic, they also <laughs> killed a bunch of seals. And... <laughs> yeah, because they, they had to power their uh, their snowmobiles <laughs> for awesome fun. Blah, blah, blah. Blah, 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 Whack! <laughs> but, yeah, so Cobra is clearly green. Like, <laughs> Makes sense. Yeah. Which was evil in the 80s. Yeah, totally, man. <laughs> they were dirty hippies. So then we get back to uh, back to the ice caves, um, and Major Blood is attacking the cave mouth. Yeah! And, uh, Attack and that the, mouth, Major Blood. <laughs> and the, uh, this Cobra Trooper runs up to Major Blood and says, We have the fail-safe activator. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they put charges in the mine, apparently. Yes, Radio, um, radioactive charges. Not just regular blood charges. Is, well, I love that Major Blood goes, Well, we planned for an eventuality like this. Uh, <laughs> because that's the kind of thing I guess Cobra plans for. Oh, so, the, so there you go. Cobra had been in the tunnels and they built all this crazy mm -hmm. shit. Because, I mean, like, there's fail-safes, there's robots, mm -hmm. there's guns. There's, uh, it's madness what they were able to do in this thing. And you know what? And so, uh, they and they did it while preserving the 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 nature of the cave. So again, they're they're green. Well, yeah, even it's the green robots, technology. Even the robots look like rocks. Yeah, so they don't they don't offend anyone. Very much so. Huh. that's true. Cobra is green. They're wearing Birkenstocks and like drinking wheat germ and making stinky farts. <laughs> The entire, like, Cobra commissary is, you know, meat-free and, like, no animal products. They're all vegan. Cobra Commander, would you like a kale smoothie? <laughs> <laughs> of course, Destro. That sounds delicious. <laughs> um, so they, they have this, uh, this fail-safe activator that they keep bringing up. And uh, and at one point, Snowjob says, we can stay here uh, or learn and learn to glow in the dark. Or we can go out there and get blasted to pieces. 
Um, and and I think small me would not have gotten that joke in any way. Um, <laughs> Because I didn't realize that radiation would kill you super quickly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Snake Eyes jumps in this little, like, uh, trolley cart and, uh, and zips down into where the radioactive crystals are. And, um, as he's coming back, uh, there, he sees this bar, uh, up on this beam. And so he shoots the bar on the beam as this radioactive cloud is coming after him. And this it is, this sends is down this. This part's cool because what? they're talking to him on a headset. Like, they're talking yeah. to him on a walkie-talkie, and Snake Eyes ain't talking back. He, exactly. where, are you, where are you, Snake Eyes? Like, like Charlotte, did you really expect him to call you back? Bitch, he could, be right, he, he could be right behind you. Like, he, you don't know where the fuck he is. He doesn't talk. Like, he has no... He cannot speak. He's mute. Like, he, he would, that's the dumbest thing ever. They could have saved money and not put a microphone in that uh, <laughs> walkie-talkie they gave him. <laughs> I bet you know what I heard his walkie-talkie was a piece of chocolate. It's not even real. <laughs> and you know they 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 can't see his face because when they handed him a walkie-talkie, he gave him the gas face. But since he wears a mask, like they were just like, "You're cool with this, right? You can use your way." What the fuck am I gonna do with this? <laughs> so uh, so he pulls a Spock and he uh, he locks himself behind the wall. Rathacon. And he dude. puts his little, yeah, yeah Rathacon totally. Rathacon. He puts his. He puts his hand up on the glass, and Scarlet starts crying, and Snake Eyes just kind of backs away into this cloud, uh, <laughs> because the GI Joes noticed that because Snake Eyes made this trap go off, there's a, there's now a, a a ladder to get out through the ceiling. Which means it was never there before. <laughs> it was never there before, <laughs> but now it's magically there. Yep. So, uh, so, so Scarlet's like, I'll never forget you, Snake Eyes. Snake Eyes, like, as he was backing away, he saw them climb a ladder. He's like, oh, motherfucker. <laughs> What's this ladder the whole time? <laughs> <laughs> so he cuts back to Duke and the gliders. And, uh, and Duke manages to crash the glider into a tree. But you forgot the part uh, where... Which, you, well, hang on, but you forgot the part where uh, Cobra sends gliders after the glider. Like, they don't, <laughs> they don't like, try to shoot him down from the Cobra base or, like, send planes or a helicopter. They send other dudes in gliders. Like, that's, their, that's, that's their big plan. It's like, the, gliders, the glider in front is always going to be ahead because the other gliders aren't going to be able to catch up because it's just wind that's propelling them. Like, there's no way they're actually going to catch him. They're just going to try to corral him. You got nothing better than fucking gliders, stupids? <laughs> Come on, shoot him out of the sky. It's a glider. I guess they reached their gas quota for the month. So they have to wait until the first so they can fly a plane or a helicopter. <laughs> So they're following Duke in their gliders, and Duke crashes into a tree, but conveniently, he falls directly into the cockpit of a his tank. Which is awesome. Yeah, that's a forest where you can't help but fall into a his tank. It's <laughs> parked everywhere. And, uh, and so Duke just takes off in this his tank, and uh, all these Cobra troops are like, what the hell was that? So they start following him in, like, speedboats and other his tanks, and there's still some gliders. I, I believe at one point there was a hovercraft. Yes, there was. And there was two deer as well, but they got the hell out of the way. Well, um, and then, uh, and then of course, Duke crashes the his tank uh, directly into a tree. Yes. Yeah, there's a reason why in every battle, Duke is usually, like, running in the battle and not driving anything. <laughs> I've, I've come to the conclusion Duke cannot drive. No. Uh, because he runs into everything. Even the beginning of the first episode, so, uh, he was in that jet with Scarlet, and she was kind of there just to make sure, you know, she could pilot it in just in case. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he launches himself from the, uh, from the the impact from the crash, launches him from the cockpit of his tank. Put on your seatbelt. Put on your seatbelt. He seat doesn't belt. have a seatbelt on. Put on your seatbelt. That's what we learned. If you don't wear your seatbelts, you're going to land in quicksand and die. This scene was written by Ralph Nader. <laughs> But well, that's what happens. He lands in quicksand. Uh, nobody's going to get that reference. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking old. These two Cobra troops are looking at him, and they just watch him drown in this quicksand. Yeah, like, oh, we're going to get a bonus now because he's dead. Cool. Yeah. That's actually what they say. I know. That's that's the line. It's awesome. 
Why not shoot a couple That's of lasers? Great luck. And they together. just left. They're like, oh, let, let the quicksand do its job. We're getting out of here. <laughs> the I, quicksand gets paid for that. Yeah, I, I got to go today. I got good seats at the arena sport tonight. I'm not missing. <laughs> to getting on those fucking elevators is the biggest pain in the ass. I got to make sure I'm the first one in line. Yeah, you I'm, don't want to mess with the quicksand union. We I'm start gonna, doing their job for them. Yeah, and I'm going to miss the prelims in the in the arena sport if I wait around to shoot this guy. So I got I got to get card is always good. I got to get out of here. I gotta, come on, let's go. We got two tickets to the arena sport. Come on, let's go. And and they leave. And then Duke, Duke climbs out of the, the quicksand on a vine. Yes, on a vine. <laughs> on a vine. Nothing special about that vine. But you knew it was going to be there because it was a different color than all the other vines in the scene. So <laughs> that was uh, that was pretty awesome. Um, and then uh, and then the next thing you know, uh, a medical chopper shows up, and we see them uh, pulling Duke out, and he can't he can't remember how he got there. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and and meanwhile, while this is going on, we're at the GI Joe base. And, uh, and there's all these screens of all these world leaders uh, that were asked to get together after Cobra had abducted the Russians. And all of these world leaders, uh, including General Flagg, who's smoking a pipe, and there's like two dudes smoking cigars on a kid's show. Yeah, these uh, are, these are you know, but you know who they are, though? You know who they are? Who are they? The 99 percenters. <laughs> oh. Think about it. Think about it. <laughs> Okay, they are, and like, what happens to them? The the one the 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 the, the one they're, they're the one percenters, dude, and the ninety and they rise up. They're eco terrorists, man. Yeah, that makes so much sense. It does. They're eco terrorists. The nine the the one percenters are all on this island, and what do they do? They kidnap them all. Occupy they Cobra Temple. Yep, to the Cobra Temple. Boom! Now you're in the Cobra Temple. Now you're gonna fight for our sport. What kind of idiots are these world leaders to meet? Somewhere they call go to the same place. Yeah, it's dumb. That's like Al Qaeda telling the world leaders to go somewhere. <laughs> like we promise we won't bomb you. <laughs> so they all get teleported away to the uh, the Cobra base, and uh, and they get fitted with these uh, these headbands that you know are going to control them in the arena of sport. Unless they have unless and, they have the gold, jolly. Unless majors. they have the gold, yeah. exactly. <laughs> And the Duke pulls a uh, he pulls a Wizard of Oz, and he's like uh, so happy to see everybody, but he has no idea how he got back, and all he can recall is a beautiful face. And then uh, and then it, it cuts to Destro laughing, and the episode is over. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty awesome. It's really awesome. I really like this episode. I'm not gonna it's lie a, to you. I, it's a great episode. I thought it was cool. I like the cliffhanger because it made no sense at all. <laughs> <laughs> and like, I have no idea why. Like, Bobby, almost, almost done. And I have no idea how like GI Joe was able to find Duke because like it's not he couldn't have gone too far. He's on a hang glider, right? So it's like they can figure out like, hey, look, there's he. The mountains were up. Maybe he was up there. Maybe I, they just don't even bother. Like, hey, we how the hell they know? Like this whole thing is stupid. Yeah, how far did he have to go <laughs> to find civilization? I don't know. Because they like the Sherpas bring everybody to the uh, Cobra Temple previously. He didn't get that far in the uh, glider and the his tank. <gasps> That's the thing. I don't know. I mean, unless he went a really long way in the glider before he crashed it. Because those were like... Like the Cobra Temple right outside of Los Angeles or something? <laughs> <laughs> you take the 410, you can get out there. <laughs> Near the grand, but I like I like it, man. I thought I mean overall, I mean we had some cool new characters. I like Snow Job. Uh, I liked the progression of Major Blood. I'm gonna say this episode is three stars, bro. I like it. Yeah, I'm gonna go with three stars, definitely. Yeah, I'll agree, three stars. And you know what? This kind of reminded me of one probably my favorite thing about GI Joe is the uh, musical score. <laughs> Like this episode starts with like that saxophone riff that goes, <laughs> and then the music just takes off and carries you for 22 minutes. Yeah, it's good, man. It's really good. Awesome. I really want that music to be the uh, the score of my life. <laughs> like as I walk around and do things, kind of lets me know if I'm in trouble. <laughs> yeah. 
That was well done, Bobby. Well thank, done. Thank you. Thank you. I've been doing production all day with the music, so I've been listening to it all day, so it's awesome. <laughs> but yeah, man, I got to say, two episodes in, G.I. Joe, I'm hooked. I can't wait to see what happens with the mass device. And is Duke going to remember everything? <laughs> yeah, I'm really looking forward to the next episode. Uh, yeah, yeah, they I'm get the teaser lie. there with the, yeah. uh, the snakes and the, the worms or whatever they are in the water. Yeah, The weird underwater mind device. That thing yeah, looks yeah. badass. Yeah, it looks cool, dude. I'm totally I'm, – I'm in, dude. I, I'm digging it. So I hope you're digging it too. The, um, we're having fun with the pod. It is uh, DT Pod. Uh, a real American podcast. It's a good time, man. So um, listen to it and like it and love it. And Dennis, you'll have your baby tomorrow, yes? Yes, mere hours away. Well, congratulations, my friend. Um, Thank you. And we'll probably record without you because you'll be busy, and I hope you don't mind. <laughs> so, yeah, <no. laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, you're going to have your hands full. I'll be on assignment. Yes, you'll be on assignment. <laughs> so, yes, so Dennis, let me be the first to congratulate you, and hopefully I'll see a picture of your beautiful son soon. Yes, indeed. Yeah, keep us all Thank posted, you. man. Yeah, man, yeah. And again, congrats. Congrat- you're going to be, you and your wife are going to make wonderful parents, sir. Wonderful Thank parents. You. I, I make, I'm excited for your journey into parenthood. Yes. Now we'll <laughs> ask you for advice, my oh, friend. Uh, just <laughs> whatever, man. Just, just get as much sleep as possible. <laughs> coffee, lots of coffee. That's all what right. I'm married for. My wife's taking care of all that stuff. Ooh! <laughs> <laughs> I'll send you back to Turkey. So, <laughs> so and Anton, uh, it's good talking to you again, and we will record later on, and we'll have fun with episode three of G.I. Joe. All right. All right, guys, so we'll talk to you later. Thank you for listening, and yo, Joe. All right. Good job. Now I know. And knowing is half the battle. G.I. Joe. You're listening to DT Pod, a real American podcast. Get there.